welcome to the show today. Great to have you on. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Well, here. <laughs> I know, it's such a shame. I mean, usually we have people coming into the studio, but you're coming live to us from where? Oh, from my flat, as you can probably tell from all the cat toys everywhere. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, I know it's so great to get kind of a, a look into people's, um, kind of like their homes and how they live. But um, I see, so basically we want to talk about a little bit about you, get to know you a bit more. Um, and you could say, for example, your Instagram account is not your typical account. For anyone who doesn't know your page, can you tell us a little bit about what you share? Yeah, sure. So my whole focus with my Instagram is just to help help ladies, gals feel a bit more normal. So I share a lot of talk about like cellulite and stretch marks and skin rolls and things that a lot of women have. Um, and I kind of also just pull back the curtain a bit behind Instagram versus reality. So like how people pose, how they use light, how they use angles to get perfection. And then I talk about eating disorders and disordered eating and mental health. And so that whole kind of range of stuff. It's, it, and like your page is amazing. The reaction you get is amazing. And um, people clearly love what you're posting, but how do you get on the path? Cause like I said, it's not a typical Instagram account. You're sharing the bits that maybe sometimes people are nervous to share. So how did you start on that journey and then kind of propel that journey forward to being as vocal as you are? Well, I started just over a year ago. So April, 2019. And at the time I was doing a lot of like pretty traditional kind of fitspo stuff or luxury travel stuff. But I had started to feel pretty disconnected between like what I was presenting out there, which was this like snapshot, casual, candid moment and all the work that I knew went on behind the scenes to get that like one second of, you know, instant perfection kind of thing. And, uh, and I'd also seen, there's an artist called Sarah Shaquille. She had done this whole glitter stretch marks range of art. And for me, seeing her art change the way I viewed my own stretch marks, like in an instant, um, I switched from being like, oh, these are horrible to like, oh, those could actually be beautiful. So these two things together, and I started to think, well, maybe, you know, maybe there's something I could do and, and maybe there's something I could communicate that might help women and help, honestly, help myself. And it's, it's just kind of grown from there, I guess. Yeah, it's amazing. And like, like I said, the, the reaction you get is amazing. There's a lot of kind of self-love. I feel like people are sometimes nearly crying out for this content. Um, but for you reading through all the comments, what's kind of the general reaction that you get? And has it been the same since you started? Because you've obviously been doing this for a while. So has the reaction changed or has it always been positive or what kind of reaction do you see? Well, I, I think you're right that people want, people want this. Like I think so many women, we just want to feel not alone right? And so many of these things that for so long, we thought we were, we were flawed, we were broken, we had imperfections, because that's what we're told. That's what we're, we're sold, essentially. So from the very beginning, and this, this did surprise me, there was such a community just saying like, oh my gosh, me too. Oh my gosh, I have this. Or oh my gosh, I thought I was alone. And for me, that's, if anything, it's, it's made me feel better in my skin, because it's this kind of constant, really beautiful mirror of other women being like, oh, I've got that too. Yeah. So you feel it, it's really empowering. A hundred percent. And that's kind of the impression that I got when I was on your page is that the number of kind of very personal comments that you get is kind of what's overwhelming. Um, do you find that you're kind of building a connection with your audience? Are you able to respond to them? Or how do you feel reading those responses? I am so grateful for every single message I get. And, you know, I now with the, the nature of my page, I can't, Unfortunately, I can only 
respond to a fraction. And that's what you see in the comments. Like I get probably two messages a minute at the moment from in my inbox, but there are these really beautiful, powerful messages of women just sharing their stories. So I do, I do try to spend a chunk of time on my Instagram and and in the Facebook community too, every day. and, And now YouTube just, I don't know. I, I know for me, feeling heard is one of the most beautiful and powerful things, especially when you're like laying your soul bare and you're like, this scares me. I feel vulnerable. I feel fragile. Just to have someone be like, Hey, I like, I hear you. And you're not, you're not wrong for feeling those things. So I try to, to respond to as many as I can every day. But this is what I think is amazing. You said it's something relatable, like you're talking about body rolls, which we all have, but we don't see. Um, you're talking about stretch marks. You talk about your own eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Is, like, is this something, is this an ongoing struggle? And do you respond to people based on your own experiences? Or how do you kind of respond when, uh, let's say, for, if, it's, if it's something medical, how, how do you respond? Do you, do you respond personally or do you direct them to the right place? Or what's kind of your... Well, I mean, if that? it's... So I, I imagine you might be talking about like if it's an eating disorder and if they come to me and they're like, hey, I'm really sick or I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. I am not an expert in eating disorders. I can talk about my own experience and things that have helped me. But I think, I think when someone, if they're in the thick of it or if they're in a really fragile place, I absolutely recommend them to a professional. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not. I'm just someone who like has survived through it and can understand elements of it, but I haven't, I haven't trained in a, in a medical sense for years. So yeah, absolutely direct them to a professional. I think what's amazing is you're opening the conversation. Um, and you're also kind of a a page to follow who's open about your past and open about kind of, yeah, what's, what people, what's okay to share, because I think what we're seeing at the moment, and like you said, is that kind of so many perfect Instagram accounts that it's just, it's just boring. Um, so that's why I love your page. But another question I have on some of your posts is that you post, um, uh, for example, how people can get, uh, how people can use lighting to kind of enhance photos. And what's kind of the purpose of those posts? So I think, I think my main, my main goal across the board is always just to like pull back the curtain. I want, working in magazines, working in publishing, we assume everyone knows these things, right? Like we assume everyone knows to go shoot at sunrise or sunset because that's the pretty lighting. But people don't, people don't, they go out there in the middle of the day and they're taking photos and they're like, well, why, why doesn't this look like that? Like what's wrong with me? And I'm like, there, first off, there's nothing wrong with you in whatever lighting, but also you have to recognize that a lot of these photos are happening at very specific times a day or by people who know their angles, like models know their angles, influencers know their angles. So it's just, it's a different niche. And I really just want people to understand there's, there's absolutely no shame in posed photos and perfect photos and great lighting photos. There's no shame in that. I just want people to understand some of the nuances that happen behind the camera. I get you 100%. Like you said, you're pulling back the curtain. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about you. Uh, we had a little chat beforehand. Um, you've been in the UAE this time for five years. And I remember, I remember, I guess, seeing your profile a few years ago because you were editor at the time of, was it Women's Health? Yeah, Women's um, Health, please. yeah. So what is your journey and do you, what, where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself bringing your page? Do you have a plan? Well, I guess I, I, I do, I do, <laughs> I do have a plan. Um, I would love just to continue to grow the community. I think it's a really beautiful thing that's happening in our Facebook group, which is over 10,000 women now. Wow. And 
the great thing is they are supporting each other. And I've got a real hard and fast rule of no bullying, no tearing other women down. That is, that is not the place, like we don't play that game. So it's this really genuine, authentic, raw space of women just being women. And there's something incredibly powerful about that. So I'd love, I'd love if that space continues to grow. I'd love to explore YouTube more just because I feel like I get to know my audience better. And I don't, I don't know, just continue to grow the community, I guess. That's amazing. You mentioned about the Facebook group because obviously the, is it the Finding Hijab uh, page here in the UAE, the Facebook page, like that grew incredibly. Um, Manal Rostam, I'm sure you know her. She's, she works on that, but I know that there's so much work that goes into it in terms of admins and it's, it's a full-time job. Do you have help with uh, the Facebook page? I don't yet. Um, I'd love, at some point I'd love to get help, just especially as things continue to grow to ensure things stay safe. You know, because mm -hmm. I, like I said, I get, if I just look at Instagram, the, the sheer amount of messages plus messages on different platforms, it's hard. It is, it can be complicated to stay on top of everything. And if my goal is to create a really safe environment, there's going to reach a point when I do need help. Mm -hmm. So at some point I'd love to. I feel like already um, managing 10,000 people in a Facebook group is already a, a tough task. Um, but I think the, the cool thing with those is you can actually, people in the group who are, um, you know, they comment a lot and they probably would like to be admins or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. Um, but obviously you have, an, you have a really large Instagram profile. I think you have 1.2 million followers. Uh, which is incredible, but it's not a traditional influencer page as, as we've talked about, because, um, because as we've talked about, so in terms of brands, uh, who do you align with? Who has supported you? Um, how does that work? It does it work in the same way as it used to for you? No, it doesn't. Um, I definitely, it's one of the funny things about, I guess, being in the region is this is pretty different from what we see a lot here. Not, not that it's bad, it's just different. And I have definitely noticed, I think some brands have kind of like pulled back and they're just like, mm, 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 which I completely respect. And that is, you know, I, again, it's different, I get it. One brand that's been really, really supportive of me is actually Fitbit. And I've worked with them for years, well before, you know, just when I was like a, a baby influencer, I was working with Fitbit. And then as things took off in this kind of body acceptance direction, they like, they kept supporting me. They, they kind of stuck with me. Um, they even let me do like help organize a, a body acceptance shoot at the start of this year with like people from all different backgrounds and talking about their own kind of self-love journey. Amazing. So things like that have been really beautiful. It's incredible to see brands getting behind what you're doing. Um, and let's talk about Fitbit 4, because we know we just they launched the Fitbit Charge 4 in April. What's kind of stand out about that product? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've got it on <laughs> right there. Um, I mean, it's got, it's got built-in GPS. It has Sleep Tracker. It links to Fitbit Premium. It has Spotify. It also has Active Zone Minutes, which are pretty cool, because they're linked to what the American Heart Association and the World Health Organization advise people to do in a week so it links to like how high your heart rate is and how much you're moving that kind of thing Amazing. Really so cool so what's the most fun way you get your active zone minutes up <laughs> well <laughs> i love that uh, laugh <laughs> learning, because i'm really bad at it learning tiktok dances <laughs> really do you have a tiktok pro profile 
I do, I do. I've temporarily deleted it because of, I got freaked out by all the privacy concerns going around. Okay. Um, that's happening at the moment. But yeah. before that, I really love these little dances. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny because Petra's in the office and she's a massive fan of the TikTok dancing. She's like, yes. I just, I don't, I mean, I like TikTok. I can scroll, but I've, I still haven't gotten into the dances. But good to know. It'll get my actors on minutes off. <laughs> oh, exactly. It's really, like some of them, you're just dripping sweat because they're, they're hard and you're like jumping up and down. And you're, especially if you're as uncoordinated as I am, it's, it's pretty incredible. Amazing. Um, before we leave you, like I said, it's been amazing to have you on the show today as one of the most powerful voices of self-love in the UAE. And I really do mean that. Uh, your page is amazing. Um, but we'd like to do our teeny tiny Dubai quiz, uh, which we do with all our guests. It's 60 seconds, which I put on the clock. I ask you 10 questions about Dubai. You try and roll through them as fast as you can. If you get through them, great. If you don't, okay. Uh, we okay. have no prizes. Usually we give away a love of Dubai wristband, which is not here. Uh, do you feel set? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm going to start the timer. And okay. ready, steady, go. How many Emirates are there? Seven. Name three. Sharjah, Dubai, Rasa Kaima. Nusrat Gocha, aka Salt Bay, is a famous chef. Name his Dubai restaurant. I, I don't know. I don't need out. <laughs> Name the horse who won the most recent Dubai World Cup. <laughs> that is a hard one. Uh, what year did the British Khalifa open? 2006. Name the world's tallest hotel. Oh, where's Burj Khalifa? What major, oh God, what sporting event is hosted at Abu Dhabi right now? Grand Prix, Race Prix, F1, the cars. <laughs> Aim to buy the Dubai is expected to be completed this year. Right now, what is it missing? The, the, the little, the, what are they called? The little houses. The little <laughs> what, is the what is the official language of Dubai? Uh, Arabic. How many fronds does the Palm Jumeirah have? 12. Stop. That was one minute. We got through the 10 questions. <laughs> I don't know how many of them I got right. <laughs> I'll go through. Well, I mean, you nailed the first two. How many Emirates? Seven. And uh, name three, you nailed that. Nusrat Gocha, aka Salt Bay. He's a Nusrat Steakhouse. You know Salt no, Bay? I've never got that. Um, the horse who won the most recent uh, Dubai World Cup, that was Thunder Snow. So close, it's lucky. <laughs> so close. What year did the British Khalifa open? So it was 2010. I think you gave the year that it uh, maybe construction started or something. We'll go with that. I was just <laughs> not guessing in the dark. Um, the world's tallest hotel. I didn't realize that this was a, this is kind of like a trick question. It's actually the Gavora. Oh, I think I knew that. Because they, because the British Khalifa is like hotel and residential apartments or something, right? Exactly, because yeah. it's the Armani at the bottom, um, but I think I need to, yeah, that's a little tricky. The major sporting event hosted in Abu Dhabi right now is the UFC. Oh, shoot. Didn't get that one. <laughs> um, Ain Dubai. Uh, you said the houses, which we'll accept because I don't know. <laughs> what are they buckets? They're, well, the thing, pods, carousels, pods. buckets, um, they're meant to be massive, so when it does open, I reckon knowing Dubai, they're probably comfortable enough for a house. So we'll accept houses. Yeah. <laughs> um, official language of Dubai is Arabic. The fronds of the palm, you answered very confidently, uh, but the answer is 17. Oh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the teeny tiny Dubai quiz, you have walked away with four 
questions correct. I'll take that. I'll take that. I think that's like an F average, but I'm going with it. No, it's fantastic. A round of applause. To be honest, we've only done this twice before. Um, so I would say the questions are a little bit dicey. So maybe that's up to us to relook at. Um, <laughs> Um, but that is our quiz. It was great to chat with you. You know, I'd love to have you into the studio when times are a little bit more normal. That would be great. It was my pleasure to be on the show. Thank you so much today. Thank you for your time and we'll talk to you soon. Guys, that is the Love It Show. We're back same time, same place next week. Today, you've been a brilliant guest. Bye-bye.